Hey there, Soul Patch listeners. This week we are a man short on the podcast, but what we lack in numbers we make up with in discussion topics. There are quite a few this week, and we kind of hit the news, looked at the headlines, and uh, decided to discuss some of the things that were happening right here on the peninsula, and uh, Kevin and I decided to uh, just talk about those issues and, and uh, you know, make some comments on it and share our ideas, our thoughts, and opinions. So with that said, let's start the show. Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast. You know, um, actually, just really quick news before we get into the others. I, I saw that the... The government might actually open up the mask mandates for subways and buses starting up in the next week or two. Oh, I actually have a story about that that happened to me yesterday. It's really. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Yeah. You go ahead with yours first. Because I was going to say the, the there's yeah, just one thing I, yeah, about that. For yeah. me, it's already been interesting having no masks off. Honestly, it's 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 nice. It's the hardest part of of taking masks off in the last couple months has been um, that. As anyone who lives in Korea knows, the spring is polluted as hell and the yeah. air has been just shit for the last few days, week or so. And now that you don't have to wear masks outside, even though in the past I always would have put a mask on on bad pollution days because I want to protect my lungs. Now mm. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> like yeah. I don't want to go back to even putting it on for that. So I, it, does, it doesn't matter. Those paper masks do nothing for the pollution. It's all just... But even. Even the KF94s or whatever? I, mean, I don't think do. so. I don't think there's much that you can do with that fine dust. I think it was, it's like uh, it'll make you feel better. It gives you like a peace of mind. But I think it's kind of a false sense of security, to you be honest. So? I don't know. I, I think, I mean, that's the whole point of them before COVID is that they actually were like, that's that's what KF94 means. It's like 94% of something like it's supposed to be for, you know, it, it says like you know. I could be wrong. Breaks. I'm just talking out of my ass right now, but yeah, I, just, I don't know. I, just, I trust I the masks for pollution, but I I haven't been wearing them these days because I just don't want to put them on, even though the, the air has been just yeah. I mean, it's really hazy today. I mean, uh, and yesterday, I think if you want like the masks that really help are those like those rubber ones that have like you know like the looks like the oats for like storing oats for a horse or something. It's got those <laughs> those little like. Uh, you know, tube things like, like proper gas masks. For yeah, wars, yeah. If you wear something soldiers. like that, you're probably you're probably actually it's probably filtering some of the air. But I think those paper masks are are pretty useless. I think they're good for like not spitting on each other, which is what you don't want to be doing in the middle of a pandemic. And you know, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're wrong on this, and I think I'm yeah. gonna have to do some research to. To, to check because I, I believe that the masks do help. So your homework, Jack, let's look into this. Yeah, yeah, no, time. definitely. I mean, masks out there, you send in your hate mail. That's fine. Yeah, I'm anti- I think, I'm I think they help for pollution. But what's your what's your <laughs> mask story on the on the subway anyway? No, it's just it, well, because of the laws, like you have to have a you have to have a mask when you get on a bus or, or su- the subway. And yesterday right. I had my my ticket and I walked to the our local bus station to take the bus from mm-hmm. Kangtech into Seoul. And this is a really early bus. It was like 6.40 in the morning and it was, mm-hmm. and my bus was coming. And I realized that I totally had forgotten my oh, no. mask at home. I didn't have time to run home and get a mask. Right. And so, but there's a big, uh, there's a, uh, a big, like, uh, I don't know what you call it, what, what the place is called. 
It's called Mart King or something. Mart. Just some big store. We call it we call it Fart Mart or Fart King, but that's just uh, our you know family's name for that place. But um, never get too old for fart. fart no, it's, I'm, I'm never. I'll never mature out of those jokes. But the uh, I just ran in and grabbed one of those like one dollar like uh, mm. sleeves that that people wear like that work in the summer. They kind of it's a sleeve like a sock, but it's a oh, sock. Oh yeah, that, yeah. And it just, I just pulled it up over my nose and my mouth because that's just the first thing I saw. I just grabbed it. I didn't really even have time to go look for where the masks were in the place. I just, right. that's what I saw first. And I was fine on the way to Seoul. I mean, I looked like a, it looks like a, what do you call it? A bal- balaclava or whatever. Like oh, those. Oh, yeah. Ba- balaclava. Something yeah. Like the, yeah. The, the, when you're skiing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks like I was going like, a, like I look like a terrorist uh, from the 1970s or something. But it was uh, uh, it was OK when I got when I left. And then when I was coming back, the bus driver was like mask. And then I pulled up my my sleeve mm. thing and uh, he goes, no mask. And I'm like, mask. this is a mask. And then I walked on the bus and then he just like didn't mm. have the like he just didn't have the energy to to fight with me about it. But, I, you know, I was just like, I'm getting on this bus. Like, there's no way I'm not getting home. So. I've actually seen a couple of people getting onto the subways or buses without a mask on. And the bus driver didn't really care, although usually then they got on and most of the time they put their mask on anyway. But yeah. I haven't seen anyone harass anyone for not having it, even though it is still technically required. Yes, I try to. I'm, I'm, I'm about the compliance with the law. I'm not against wearing the mask on the on the bus and subways. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not gonna like cry about it or or die on that hill. But I do, you know, it is annoying when you just forget your mask and you're just like that. Almost, I'm. I mean, I wouldn't even have made it to work on time over just a dumb, stupid piece of paper, you know, over yeah, my. Face. I was doing really nothing at this point. So, I. I will say that I, I don't mind it on this. I mean, when there's 100 or 200 people in a small subway car packed in, it kind of does seem like a good idea. But yeah. who knows? It's I don't know how much it's really effective in at, at this point anymore. But whatever, yeah. if they get rid of them, they get rid of it. And it, it, I heard that just in the news that it might go through their decision might be made in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly. But I don't anyway, that's yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah. Have, do a lot of your students have are they have they been infected with COVID lately? Oh, I, I, just I haven't gotten any emails, so me neither. I, I yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Um, the numbers are still like 10k a day average or something like that. Okay, I think I saw nationwide. Yeah, but more on more good news. The government actually is is doing something um, which which really matters, Jack. This is something that's that's yeah. so important to to so many people here in Korea, which. Which is that they are the the they're in launching an intensive probe into liquor prices amid inflation woes because you know inflation has hit everyone, yeah. And so the government is doing their best to to make sure that that those green soju bottles stay cheap. Well, that's that's a, the most important thing here. <laughs> this really pisses me off because I mean, just quickly as an aside, like in America, a lot of the inflation was not necessary. But a lot of companies were just doing it. Oh, of course, inflating prices. Be, and America has got no stomach for like price controls. The government is just toothless. They just don't do anything. So when here, when they when the government does like gets involved to try to like stop companies from price gouging, uh, just because they can raise it doesn't mean they should. 
Um, now I'm not like, I don't drink and I'm kind of, you know, I don't think soju really makes, you know, is, is like a societal benefit necessarily. But I mean, I do understand that like, you know, is, is it inflation or is it, does the company hiding behind inflation? That's what I want to know. Like if it's yeah. really inflation, I think okay. This one as well, like the article mostly talks about that they're trying to keep bottles under 6,000 won per bottle. Now this is at stores, of course, like at a restaurant, right? Not in the convenience store. It's always going to be mm-hmm. cheaper. But I think the thing with soju in Korea is, you know, one thing I've thought about, it, it really is the, it kind of is the great equalizer um, and what I mean by that yeah. is that poor people drink soju and yes. rich people drink soju. Right. You know, like like everyone in Korea, like soju is just the the drink. And so having it be just that thing that you can go to the store and not have to worry about it being expensive, just anyone can buy. I, I kind of get it. I just think it's funny that this is such like a, a big issue that they're, they're worried about soju prices. Though the article yeah. did say, and I mean, this is no surprise that Korean people drink a lot, but the just as a quick statistic the quote the average south korean adult consumed 52.9 bottles of soju and 82.9 bottles of beer last year in 2022 dang man that's a bottle a week wow yeah you're right that's that's a bottle a week and and a bottle and a half of beer a week as well Well, which i mean once a month you're getting hammered like yeah and remember that this is the average of course and you know (laughs) averages are are funny um But yeah, well, so, I'm an outlier so anyway, on, the, on the one end, but uh, there are, you know, I know some outliers on the other end so, of the spectrum. Oh, of course, so. I, I, I do as as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just kind of a funny, an interesting article that, that I wasn't <laughs> wasn't expecting. Yeah. yeah. Um, another maybe little bit of actually useful news that the, the government is putting through that they're set to scrap the the customs forms. Did you see that? If you don't have anything to declare, yeah, you won't have to even deal with with filling out. Because now, for everyone who hasn't been to Korea in a while, and I haven't traveled. Well, you just traveled really recently. You, when yeah, you come yeah. back in, you just have to fill out that little piece of paper, right? Well, yeah. We this time we had to do more than that because there was like the oh. the COVID, you know, the cacao COVID thing, or whatever. You have to. Um, oh you have to kind of say that you don't have a fever, you're feeling fine. You know, there's like a checklist of things you had to do. And then, yes, you have to do the stupid customs form as well. I think Uh, we did that. When, when was the, when did they stop doing this? When was it stopped? Um, The article was just posted like a week ago. So I don't even know if it has stopped or it's just set to stop. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that they're doing this because it's basically, you know, like they're they're It's to, get rid of the form for people with nothing to declare. So now when you arrive in Korea, you fill out the little form, you know, if you've only got like, you know, a bottle of whiskey or, you know, whatever you're like, I always buy like a bottle of whiskey when I'm on the, you know, I do duty free. I buy like one that wouldn't be enough to declare because it's just one. You're allowed one per person through, you know, or you're allowed like you're allowed a certain amount of things and it counts as nothing to declare. But, you know, if I went and bought like, you know, 10 bottles of whiskey duty free to come in, I would have to declare that. So normally you have to fill out the paper, even if I have nothing to declare. It's like, yes, I have one bottle of this. Yes, I have, you know, a bottle of perfume that my wife bought or yes, blah, blah, blah. And then you just give them the form and they might randomly select you or, you know, 90% of the time, 99% of the time you just walk through. But now you just don't even have to mess with that form if you have nothing to declare. If you have something to declare, you still will need to declare it. Of course, that's how 
That's how declarations work. That's how right. Yes. Yeah. Of which definition. many people will not. Uh, you know, they'll just I mean, gamble. Yeah, but that's the same as people who wouldn't, who would just not declare it on the form anyway. But you just yeah. would always have to give the form to them. So they're getting rid of that. I mean, this is it's a small, you know, increase. Well, I mean, it was like ninety nine point nine percent of people had nothing to declare, right? Yeah, I mean, most people had very, very little to 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 declare. I was there, looking so at the statistics really on there, and it was just like it was such a such a small number of people that actually had to declare, but everybody had to fill out the form. And so, if you don't right. fill it out on the plane, which I'm always like lazy to do that, so then at the end, it's like, <laughs> oh, does any do we have yeah. a pen? I don't have a pen. Uh, you know, usually I don't do it on the plane because I can't find a pen. That's my problem. Slacker. I always have a pen in my bag. Yeah, I never bring a pen. I just I just don't think about it. So. But yeah. um, Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just a nice small thing that you won't have to to mess around with if you don't need it. It's a small yeah. thing. You know, it's it's not a huge deal, but why not? Well, save some time, save some paper. Fewer annoyances at the airport is always a good thing. You know, just get rid of the. True. Uh, yeah. Especially after you've been flying for hours and hours, the last thing you want to do is, is <laughs> fucking around with something like that. Like, I just want to get home. <laughs> and sleep yeah yeah yeah, traveling for for a really long time i mean just like uh just uh, kind of an aside again but uh i mean how nice is it coming back to incheon airport i mean i just feel Mm. like just comparing it to other airports too that i've I've been through it's just like it's so nice to be back in incheon it just runs smoothly it's clean it's nice it always ranks high as one of the best airports of the world. So it's just it was I it, for some period of time it was the best airport in the world. I believe like a couple yeah. years after they first built it, it, it was number one. Now of course I mean this was it's already what you know fifteen twenty years old or something. Right, right, yep. But it kind of swings back between like uh, Singapore and and Incheon Airport. I think those those Singapore is airline or air, Singapore's airport is up there is one of the mm. best in the world. Yeah, I've only been through it once, but it was that was also a nice one. Yeah. So that's that's a good thing that actually will affect people. The next time you travel here into Korea, don't worry about those custom forms. You can save a little bit of time and unless you've got a lot, unless you're smuggling things through, then we'll just don't smuggle. (laughs) Unless you're gonna sell those that's that's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Sell nine of them. Yeah. So what else? So what did you find? Um something kind of fun, uh something kind of interesting as as we know, and this is a topic that I, I don't really want to get into, but it's just been in the news twice in the past week. And and so I, I think it would be kind of fun to mention. Everyone knows that the South Korean birth rate is, you know, crazy low. It was 0.78 last year. Yes. So, yes. yeah, epic, epic low. And we've kind of did talk about this a bunch of episodes ago. And yeah, it's it's a problem. What was funny about the the news this last week was just two things kind of pointing to this. The first was um, an article I saw on on Yonhap where it says, Yoon, the president, Yoon calls for bold measures to address the low birth rate. And he said, and here's a quote from him, according to the presidential spokesman, he said, please come up with bold and sure measures for the low birth rate so that they can be felt by the people. So the president, he's he's calling for people to help. Now, he's not actually doing anything. <laughs> He's not actually doing anything about it, but he's calling for things to be done, which I think is. What are you going to do? Like, uh, is he going to ra- instead of raising the price on soju, are they going to raise the price on condoms or something? Like one is lower the price $15 on it. Dollars to yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, so I, I think that was just like 
it's like, oh, good job, president. You're you're doing so much by calling for bold measures. Like, what the hell does bold measures even even mean? But what was really what really just made this more ridiculous was almost at the same time, like one day later, I think there was another article came out because you might know that also they are again raising the uh, working hours here in Korea. Actually, they're they're raising the working hours. Um, the working cap is going to go up to sixty nine hours um, a week possible. Really? To work. After it just went down to like fifty, right? Before? Yeah. Welcome, conservative government. Um, and wow. so, yeah, we've got it. They're raising it up to to sixty nine hours again. Of course, this is you yeah. know like it's overtime. You know, it's but it's going to become somewhat required i mean it's not officially required but it's unofficially required if you want that promotion you're going to have to show that you were in the office for you know for all those hours mm-hmm. again i don't want to get into this topic because it's yeah we've talked about it it's been done to death everybody but, knows yeah 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 anyway in relation to the last topic though the south korean labor minister defended longer work week as helpful for mothers really yeah <laughs> what because- do you think of that Helpful, helpful for mothers. mothers. So what it means there's no instead of one baby to take care of at home, that you'd have two if the husband's at home or something. Is that the thinking? The idea, my understanding of the idea here is that with this raise of the working hours, the idea is that you're able to work extreme hours during some parts of the year. And then basically you like bank on a bunch of hours. And so your company likes you. And then during other times of the year, you're able to take hours off and you can be like, look, I already put in a ton of hours last yeah, spring. That's not how that works, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's not at all how it works. Yeah. And so the idea is that um, here again, quote from from the minister, they're introducing bold measures. Why is it always with the bold measures? Anyway, they're introducing bold measures mm-hmm. to help cut working hours during pregnancy or while raising children. So basically, they're saying you accue these overtime hours and then later you'll get time off so you can take the longer breaks, you know, to to have a child and, and raise a child and then right go back to a 60 hour work week again. So, yeah, what do you think, Jack? Yeah. Is, is longer working hours? Is that really going to you think people are going to have more babies? <laughs> this It reminds me of the like in America, we have this like right to work laws. You ever heard of those? Mm. Yeah, yeah, Arizona has those. I mean, so, they're yeah, just, familiar. I mean, it's just it's just a yeah, when they say bold new measures, you just it's kind of like uh you kind of roll your eyes a little bit cuz you realize, you know. I mean, it just doesn't work like that. It's just obvious, common sense, right? If you're working 69 no, I, I hours just, a week, you're not you're not doing other stuff in, in home, you know, other no. than sleeping. And so yeah, they're the president's calling for bold measures and the South Korean labor minister is defending the bold measures to make people work more, saying that they're going to actually somehow have more children in Korea. So, I mean, it's just it's the same argument. Not, I could make the same never. argument like, oh, because, you know, it's it's better for you to work 69 hours a week because it'll make you more tired. So you'll sleep better at night. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's a bold measure hey, to help you, people Jack, sleep. You're onto something there. Yeah. I should be a politician. I haven't been sleeping well. I should I should just work more. That's that's yeah. Well, saying. that's because you're not working. You know, sixteen hours a day, and that's the that's problem. What I've been doing wrong. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for thank you for setting that straight, Jack. Now now I know my 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 sleeping plan. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean uh, it's, it's just yeah. I just think it's funny. I mean, th- this is a great example of how 
governments all around the world just don't understand what the people are actually going through in most cases. Well, I do think that there's that's part of it is that people are they're completely out of touch with rea- with reality, like how normal people because I mean, they if the politicians themselves had to put in 69 hours a week, they'd be, you know, if if, if, if let's say like in America, if you're, you know, becoming a senator or a congress uh, a congressman or a congresswoman required 69 hours of work a week, do you think any of those hmm. people would be doing that job? I mean, it's it's not a chance in hell, you know, not a chance hmm. in, it's in just, an office. Yeah, not, you not know, happening. Yeah, it is yeah, kind so, of ivory tower I, thinking. You know. Yeah, it's just a funny couple of articles that were like back to back. And it's like, wait, what's <laughs> happening? What's happening here? Yeah, yeah. But we know the the issues. Yeah, a bold, bold measure would be 30 hours a week and then see if you can have more children. You know, that'd be bold, like a like a French, mm. you know, kind of 35 hour work week. You know, yeah, that, that would might, be bold. that, that would be in, immensely bold, insanely bold. So I'm, I'm so really want to just hit that one last thing to just kind of yeah, also yeah, related yeah. to birth. Actually, what was that that one that you found? The last one was the um, the preference for females. When when having a child has um, it hasn't it's like a hundred and five or hundred and four female of uh, males to every uh, one hundred uh, females something like that mm-hmm. and that number used to be very very lopsided uh, twenty thirty years ago so I think yeah this is an interesting cultural shift actually mm-hmm. um, like basically people are preferring to have daughters instead of sons. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I think, um, I mean, in in Western cultures, you know, we always wanted like sons were always valued because, you know, it like carries on the family name, right, is is why sons were kind of important. Here in Korea, I think um, one of the reasons for that is that kids historically in Korea have been kind of seen as, you know, that's who cares for the parents when you get into older ages. And it was always yep. the oldest son that takes care of parents and older ages. And so maybe that's one of the reasons I'm not going to say the reason, but one of the reasons that's that, you know, male children, sons were, were preferred to women, but now that's changing. And now people are preferring to have daughters instead of sons. Can you think of any reasons why that might be? Yeah. I mean, I think the, in the article, they mentioned that, um, you know, because I as as a father of of a girl, I have a daughter. Yeah. So I mean, I I see what you're what you're getting at. So um, I do see like the 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 like male children. You know, boys are kind of run their parents ragged. You know, they just have so much energy and they play like roughhousing and all that sort of stuff is uh, is true. Um, but you know, the temperament of each child is, is different. Girls can be like that yeah, and course. boys can be kind of, uh, uh, you know, less rambunctious as well. But generally speaking, it, it is kind of true that they, they are, they rough play is more common among boys. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, comedians have been talking about this all, you know, for generations, like the difference between boys and girls and, you know, girls are more, um, in their heads, you know, kind of. Uh, do, you, do you think a lot of it has to do with the raising of them? Because like I was saying, like, I think one of the reasons that that men were preferred or rather sons were preferred was because of what their role will become once they are adults. Right? Yeah. So that's not so much about the raising of them. It's what they it, it's what happens after they're out of the house. It's like it's better to have sons 
and your old age than it is to have daughters. But these days people are still preferring or starting to prefer daughters. I think one reason here in Korea, I mean, again, you know, there's never one sole reason. There's a variety of reasons. One small reason might be how in Korea, when you get married, traditionally the groom's parents, you know, buy a house for, for the couple and the bride's parents will like buy furniture. So there's, it's cheaper for the, the bride's parents for later on. So that might be one thing. It's, it's easier to have a daughter once they get older, they'll, they'll be more, no, not independent, but yeah that, yeah, that might be a factor. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, one of the reasons was, uh, that it mentioned that was mentioned in the article was, um, the idea that like, uh, nursing homes, you know, the, the daughters are much more likely to, to come and spend the whole 30 minutes. Like they only get 30 minutes with the, with the, uh, with the, the parent in a nursing home mm. and, yeah. and, uh, men will, will generally sons will come in for about 10 minutes and leave. Really, and daughters will come in and spend the whole thirty minutes bringing like home cooked food and just taking care. It's that you know it comes back to that huh. like that nature, that nurture, sorry, nurturing nature of mm. of women, and uh, you know I I think that they having that. I mean, it is interesting in Korea, and I I wonder if the states is not different. I the the idea that your your kids are are almost like an insurance policy for the future in some ways. Do you know what I'm saying? It, like, it, I'm not trying to say it in like a crude or crass yeah. way, but like that goes into the calculus a little bit. It's like, all right, I need to have a son because, you know, the oldest son's responsible. Well, I mean, I've, I've definitely heard that. I mean, having not having children of, of ours, you know, I've definitely heard people say that, like, who's going to take care of you when you get older? It's like, well, I, I will. <laughs> Um, yeah. like I don't need a son or daughter to to do so. So yeah, I mean that is well. A what, what in the states do we do? I mean, we just you know we we put our elderly parents into a nursing home and and kind of try to convince ourselves that it's not that we're not bad people. You know, I mean mm-hmm. it's uh and and if they have the more money they Jack's have, mom, the watch out now. Now you know what's what's coming. <laughs> yeah, well, I we I I have you know I, I we are thinking that far ahead where we're like, you know, I'm not going to depend on my kid to, because the cult is just, I think, I think, um, I don't know if it's capitalism or, or the way that society seems to be heading towards, but you're much more on your own these days than, you know, take care Mm. of plan for the future because there may not be anyone there to take care of you when you're, you know, at a certain age. So, yeah. So, so maybe that's, one of the factors, but yeah, anyway, anyway, daughters are, are preferred to sons these days. I know it's definitely funny in the past. I've seen so many, although I haven't seen this recently because, you know, the birth rate has been dropping for the last many years. But I remember when I was first coming to Korea, if I met someone, when I, I talked to students, they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm my, I have a sister. It's like, you know, some, one of my students, she has a sister and they'd be like, oh yeah, I have, you know, three sisters and a brother. Nine out of 10 times. Mm-hmm. You could guess. You'd be like, the brother's the youngest one, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You would, yeah. And you would know that it was like they had daughter, daughter, daughter. Finally, they had the son. And then the, then they're like, no, no more. And they're like, done. No more. Yeah. You know, they just keep trying until they get that son. And then I think these days it doesn't, you know, they're not going for it. I know um, one of our, one of my wife's cousins, they've got three daughters, actually. And I don't believe they're planning on having any more. They're happy with that. Another good buddy of mine, he's got two daughters. And he's done, as far as I know, with yeah. that. So. 
No, I've, I've known a couple, are. some like that too. And even in the article, the the interesting thing was after having two sons, that couple mm. still wanted to try again just for a daughter. Like the, the wife was eating just meat and the husband was eating just vegetables together. It was like a, a well-rounded meal, but um, <laughs> it wasn't, you know, obviously not scientifically proven, but um, they were using, you know, urban legends or old wives tales mm-hmm. or whatever to try to conceive of a daughter. And then they, they got it, it worked. So it's just a confirmation bias for those, uh, right. you know, particular old wives tales. But yeah, that's funny that it's going the opposite then instead of trying for that son in the last for the last kid. It's like, yeah, oh, it was daughter, a, yeah. a last, uh, you know, punt for uh, for a daughter. And uh, yeah, they, nice. they, they got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting what what will happen then. And it's interesting to see that kind of cultural shift along with all of the other, you know, small things. But it, it's it's interesting how they all come together in such you know, unique ways. So everything Did you leads see to how it. how lopsided it had become in by uh, 1993. It was like two. No, I, I didn't. I missed the numbers. over 200 boys for every 100 girls. Are you kidding? So think about really? that. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Wow. I. I. If if you didn't say that that was from the article, I I wouldn't believe you. If, I, I mean, if I'm reading it right, I mean that's what I thought. That's what I saw. You said uh, such a ratio was so imbalanced in the '90s that it rose as high as 209 for every 100 in 1993. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean you've read that correctly. Yeah, that's, that's astonishing. To like that just doesn't compute. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Because I mean, these are people that these are men that need to get married at some point. It's right. like, and that's what's ooh. interesting is that it goes from such an extreme of you know preferring sons to you know now preferring daughters. Not in such an extreme, but in in some ways, in just a short time, you know, in, in a generation and a half. Yes, yes. And now that I think about it, I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Korean men married to foreign women. That were probably from of that generation in the nineties. Uh, you yeah, know, you're I mean? right, actually. Yeah, yeah. Especially from the from the rural areas of uh of of Korea. And so that that's what that's what it comes from. Is there there were just no no women to marry because two hundred so to two to one. So Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting how it all comes together and, and what it leads to. And I guess we'll have to see what, what the future brings for for this as well, low birth rate and preference for for daughters. It'd be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, some some kind of fun stuff for for today. Hopefully, we kept it kind of light, even though a couple of the topics were a little bit could go a little bit deep. <laughs> right. We yeah. try to stop me from going getting too political in these things, anyway. So. <laughs> right. Take and now the weather is getting nice, so it's time to go and enjoy the spring. And like we said last week, you know the the cherry blossoms should be coming out in another couple of weeks. It. So in, enjoy yeah. the spring. All right. Well, listeners, thank you for listening to the podcast. You can go to our website, thesoulpatch.com, and you can listen to all the episodes right there. Uh, you can send us an email at podcast at thesoulpatch.com if you want to be on the show yeah, as a guest. If you have a story to tell or something Korea-related, we try to keep it Korea-related. So this is a show for mostly Westerners living and working in Korea. Um, yeah, and let's and try and keep it Korea related and and positive topics. It, it's too easy just to bitch about Korea, but you know, yeah, yeah, right, right. It's uh, easy to be black pilled, um, and uh, we try to stay away from that here on the Soul Patch. We're uh, you know we, we're we're fair and balanced.
<laughs> just like Fox oh, News. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all nice. right. Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, we'll catch See you next time. time on Soul Patch. Okay. Bye bye.